I mean, this is the goal in a mastermind is that you connect with other people in the group, right? The people who you're meeting with. But also when you're working with, I'll call myself the facilitator, right? The coach, the expert, the whatever. The goal is that they bring in experts or connections that fast track you. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Snyder, and this is the Product Boss Podcast. I've helped launch and grow thousands of product-based businesses, even one of my own. And over the last 20 years, I've seen behind the scenes of businesses just like yours. Whether they are makers, manufacturers, artists, or food and beverage businesses, I have spent so many hours studying it all. I've discovered what makes them successful. What are mistakes they could avoid? How did they turn an idea into successful business? And what are strategies they have used to make more sales and be discovered by more customers? This is what this show is all about. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to become a million dollar product boss, I'm here to give you the permission to chase your dreams, no matter how big or small. All you need is the right mindset, a little courage, strategy, and support, and you too can be the next million dollar product boss. Let's do this. If you're someone who spends hours a day cranking out content, which I feel like all of us feel like we are, or you're always on the clock to come up with the next big idea, um, check again, let's talk about an AI-powered tool that will help lighten up your workload. HubSpot's Campaign Assistant is a game changer for creating marketing campaigns at scale. It quickly turns your key selling points into a cohesive pitch, which helps you deliver knockout emails, ads, and landing pages in minutes. Campaign Assistant is the key to unlocking writer's block so you can scale faster. Work smarter, not harder. Head to hubspot.com slash campaign dash assistant to test drive campaign assistant for free. Welcome to another coaching session with one of our inner circle masterminders. Now I want to introduce you to Dale. Dale is the owner of Healthy Body Investment, a brand focused on clean beauty and body care. She has a great product. I'm so excited to talk to you about her bestseller in this episode. She also has an excellent website, and she's already seeing really incredible success in her business through some unique marketing opportunities. But she doesn't know where to go from there to get more awareness. How will more people know about her business, know that her business actually exists, and how can she increase that awareness? We're going to take a look at what she's already doing and lay out both a paid and organic acquisition strategy for her. Let's dive in. Dale, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have you here. You are in our Inner Circle Mastermind, and you're the owner of Healthy Body Investment. So welcome, and I'd love to kind of just know more about what you sell. Hi, I'm delighted to be here. Little nervous, my first podcast. So <laughs> if I sound it, that's why. My brand is a clean beauty, body care, hair care. I even do shaving cream kind of business that I started really at the end of 2016. Amazing. And so you have a beautiful website. It's healthybodyinvestment.com. We'll drop links into the show notes. So really just great website, really well organized. Your navigation is great. You have bestsellers, really clear, beautiful pictures. So do you sell a majority through your website or what sales channels are you selling on? Majority out of my website, but I have my dry shampoo, which is probably my number one bestseller, and then a refill bag on Amazon. And I'm doing pretty good on there. I do have an Etsy store. I'm on fair for wholesale. And then I live in Michigan and there's a group in Michigan called Michigan Made. And I'm on their website too. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you have great photos and you're definitely doing like what we teach inside of Multistream Machine, which is you have omni-channel, multi-channel reach. And you're not doing with every product. So I love that you know your bestseller is the dry shampoo and that's sort of what you're scaling on another platform versus everything. Good job with that. So I know one of the biggest things for you right now, you're struggling with, you've got the product, you've got a great website, you have, I think, a really great brand. But what you're struggling with is getting more customers to be aware of your business, right? Correct. 
like we want more sales, but we can only get more sales and we're getting more people to know we exist. Correct. What are you doing organically or even paid outside of advertising to be discovered by new people for customer, like for brand awareness? What am I doing? Not much is what I would say. Okay. How do people find you right uh, now? <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, when I first started, I did shows and I figured out that didn't work for me. And then 2020 happened. So I revamped everything and I just had it totally online. So during that time frame, a company contacted me that rated clean beauty products. And they said, hey, give us, you know, for your products and we will rate them zero to 10. And I did that. And through as soon as I did that and that hit, I get a lot of my people from them. And they're a clean beauty kind of. And actually my dry shampoo in 20, their 2023, they do clean beauty awards. It won their award for best dry shampoo. Amazing. So because of that, because of them, I realized, oh, well, I need to look into more of these companies that advertise clean beauty. That's mainly where I've been getting a lot of people. Okay. So when you say I should be looking into more of those, did you end up getting onto other websites like that to advertise clean beauty or you just know that's something you need to do? I just got another award from another company, a clean beauty company from for the dry shampoo again. And I also am, because you can apply every year. So I'm applying to this other company and a couple others to get maybe two years in a row or, you know, just another one. So there's a few out there. The original company is probably the biggest in Canada and the United States. So, and they have driven a lot of traffic, but I haven't done a a ton with SEO or truly from what I understand, optimizing my meta words on my website and things like that, which is something that we are going to work on soon to correct. Okay. So one thing I'm seeing with your dry shampoo is you could, they do this for like Allure Beauty that people, when they get that, they get the badge and they'll actually have it on the main image of the product. So I'm really proud of you because you have, when I click over on your dry shampoo, the image that it rolls, when you roll over the mouse, it changes to a different image and you have it with the award-winning Think Dirty Award that you got, Price Award. It'd be interesting if you put award-winning dry shampoo. Mm-hmm. And then also if on the main image where I see the product, it's just a little icon in the corner or three icons in the corner. And you can look up Allure Beauty. Wander Beauty does this a lot because Wander Beauty ended up winning some awards because I want it. I know it goes to this image of the badge that you have for the award, but I'd rather you use that space for another image of the product versus just flipping over to that graphic. And we can just, okay. we can call it award winner. You can use the badges, but there's just a lot that you can, you can do. So Wander Beauty, for example, their eye masks, they have a little, they have the image. And then right next is a best of beauty, the Allure 2019 awards. And it's like the red Allure. And they'll do other things that have, they're called trust badges. And so for example, they have a powder foundation and it says, there's a little trust badge next to the image. It says new look, same great formula or Anything that's like a call out that they want or a trust badge. So I think that would be really beneficial, especially because you do keep winning awards. And these awards can be built upon so that you actually climb like the award ladder, meaning, okay, like you've won three years in a row at this one. What's another level that you can go to, right? Like what's, can you eventually submit it for a lore? I'm going to just like, that's like the top, right? So just thinking about that because that's great. And then I also think when you're thinking about local and stuff, there is an element of press you can probably get as an award-winning product that you could say like, you know, they could be like local business owner, Dale Ann, you know, with Healthy Body Investment has award-winning clean beauty or hair care and stuff like that. So use this as much as you can to kind of keep pitching yourself and okay. pitching this product specifically, because this product specifically 
is kind of like your the lead to your product line right now. It's your differentiator and it's the thing that keeps winning. It's funny because I couldn't sell it in any of the shows. <laughs> yeah. But to, that goes to the conversation. It wasn't in the niche. <laughs> yeah. It goes in also to the conversation of are the right people at this show, right? Versus being in the right place in front of the right audience. So I think expanding on this for more eyes without you having to pay for it is also contacting influencers or creators that you only send the dry shampoo to because that's also your Amazon product. So if you send it to creators and you have them talking about the dry shampoo and because it's on Amazon, they can easily reference your product and make affiliate income and you don't have to do any connecting points for them because they're already making money off of Amazon. So what they know is they know to have their own affiliate link for it. They can talk about it. And they know that when they share that link and someone clicks from it, they're going to get paid and you're going to make a sale. But it doesn't cost you anything. It's Amazon affiliate. Oh, do I set it up through Amazon then? Technically, you don't have to do anything. So creators, oh, okay. the reason why a lot of us will see and for so gift guides, we think gift guides are organic. They're not. All of these, the BuzzFeed gift guides, like Vogue gift guides, everything they do as a gift guide is actually linked back to a product that they're going to make money on by talking about it because they have some sort of affiliate commission with it. Now, Hmm. BuzzFeed and gift guides and stuff like that love to feature products that are either on Etsy or Amazon because you as the seller don't have to do anything, but they can connect through Etsy's doing it on, Etsy's doing it as a service and Amazon's doing it as a service. Because both of those platforms want people to discover and shop their platforms because they get paid the more people that come. And so if I wanted to be an affiliate on Amazon, I personally have to go register as an affiliate. And then anything I test and try from Amazon, I can add to my affiliate page and then share it with my followers. And then if they buy what I've just shared with them, I'm going to make commission on it. But Amazon's paying me the commission, not you. Amazon's affiliate program is a great opportunity for any product boss who sells on Amazon. It's one of the primary ways influencers make an income. So they are constantly on the lookout for interesting new products to recommend. And the beautiful part is that Amazon takes care of all of the payments. But how do you take advantage of it as a seller? Well, let's take a look at some of the strategy behind it. So you're on both of those platforms. And you have an award-winning product. So one thing I think I want you to do is I want you to look at, from an organic perspective of reach, I want you to start to search keywords or follow influencers or creators that are all about clean beauty. All right. Okay. Sounds good. And bonus points if they really talk about hair a lot, because that's one of your main products. So you're going to follow them. You're going to organically connect with them. So you're going to start to comment, like comment on stories they do, comment on posts they do, that kind of thing just this is amazing or, you know, just kind of like natural, not salesy. And then after about 10 times of making organic interactions, you can make more of a direct conversation with them. That's like, Hey, I love what you're doing. Or this is something that I'm in business of. I super believe in clean beauty. Like, thank you for doing this. Right. Then you can start to make these like real connections. And then a lot of times they'll respond back to you. And then eventually when you feel like it's a little bit of the right time, it's not forever, you might make the ask and say, hey, do you ever work with affiliates? I'm on Amazon on Etsy. I think my products would be a really great fit for your audience. Like, let me know if you want to chat about it. I can send you some stuff. Well, they usually have like, how do I know that they're an affiliate? Or is that one of the questions I ask? If you're following the correct people and you pay attention to what they're doing, you will know from watching them that they are promoting products. So here's a quick tip. When you follow people, so everyone that's listening, do this for the product boss. (laughs) When you follow, there's a little bell, like it looks a little bell icon. And when you click it, you can be alerted when that person posts a story, a post, or they go live. And it tells you right away. You get a message like, the product boss is live. The product boss just created a post. Do it for the product boss and then do it for people you want to follow. Because what do we know about creators and even, you know, me through the product boss? If I'm posting something, I'm actually probably on my phone at that point. 
also there because they know when their posts are going to go out and they want to interact with people because that's there's a point to it. So when you know that they post, you could be one of the first people that comments. Hmm. They will see the first comments more than they'll see the 3,000th comment, right? So if you find 10 people you follow and you start to watch them and you pay attention, say, are they promoting other products? They'll say like, there's a link in bio, click the link, go to my Amazon page. Like this is where it all is, right? You'll see that they're promoting it and then you'll know. And then I want you to watch the reactions. When they make a post, do people leave comments? When they create a reel, are people actually watching them, right? You'll see people with 90,000 followers and only 100 views on their reels because we can still look at reels views. Sometimes people don't let you see the likes, but they let you see the reels. So when it's 90,000 followers and 100 people have watched their reel, we know that there's a lot of not real followers following them. Maybe they bought followers back in the day when you could do that. So they're not ideal. But if they have a few thousand to tens of thousands of views and you're seeing comments, you're seeing interaction, then you know they've got reach, they've got customer engagement, and they are making their money as affiliates to other products. That's how creators make their money. So they're always looking for partnerships. So that's, an, you know, your ideal customer. So now you're going to find the ideal creators. And so between you getting more awards and associating with like platforms like that and or bloggers, that same thing, bloggers work the same way that creators do. They have affiliate links and they make money from stuff. So for you, it's about making connections with people of influence in your space and then having them create the content for you and them create the reach for you. And the things that they're going to promote are not your website. It's going to be your Etsy, whatever's on your Etsy or your Amazon link. Oh, okay. Okay. I'd love Amazon more than I'd love for you to be making like, you could be making $30,000 a month just off of Amazon on that one product. So let's do that. If I do something like, yeah, that would be easy because I'm trying. I'm trying with the ads, but the ads can be kind of confusing. And, you know, there's only so much I know about advertising. <laughs> yeah. So Donna Baum of Static Block did this. She's a multi-stream machine student. And she got one product, which was hairspray for static hair and mm-hmm. got it on Amazon. And she made 7000 the first month, like 15000 the second month and or maybe it was 9,000. Total after 90 days, it was 31,500 just with one product on Amazon. And then she left us a message and said she's going to hit close to $200,000 this year alone on Amazon with one product. So I would love for you to put your energy behind Amazon because dry shampoo is a big deal. You're not doing a spray shampoo. It's a powder shampoo. Correct. So it's better for the environment. You have that refill kit, which is also better for the environment. So I'd love for you to start to think more of like, how do I unlock Amazon a bit more? And even when you drive traffic from these awards, you can even have it linked to your Amazon store. Because what happens is buyer's objections, for example, on your site, it's $7 flat rate shipping or free shipping over, I think, $55. Mm -hmm. You have a beautiful site. so There's a no like trust, but their credit cards aren't stored on the back end, right? They have to go through all the products and decide what they want. So if you're going to be getting awards on a certain product and we can drive them to Amazon, sure, Amazon takes their percentage, but people are more likely to add to cart and check out faster because there's no hurdle. They don't have to get up from the couch and go find their credit card. Six out of 10 households. Yeah. (laughs) Six out of 10 households in America have Amazon Prime. Hmm. It's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. I like the influencer idea. It's something that's easily done. And I love talking to people. So it's pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, different DMing them, but... It's really natural. I mean, some of when we were first starting the Product Boss, the show, and I got some... I landed some really big guests that we were pretty small. But I was... Truthfully, I was authentic on the back end. So like when we got Joy Cho, who to us was huge. Like I couldn't even believe we were going to meet with her, but I was naturally following her and I loved what she did. And if she posted something in stories, I naturally went back. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Or congrats on your new house. Or I was authentically connected with her. Mm-hmm. And eventually, and we all know this, if you're on social media, there are certain people that always comment. You will start to recognize their name because they just comment so often. So even me on, on on Instagram, there are people that are constantly commenting or constantly responding to stories. 
and you just get familiar with them. It doesn't matter how many followers you have if you're seeing that. Especially stories, they allow you to respond to stories now. So remember, the person is live doing it. They post it, they're still holding their phone and then they might see messages come in. So that's how I, with Joy Cho, I just naturally did it. And then one time, you know, and she responded to me. So when they start to respond to you, you're no longer in the general inbox, you're in their primary. They've seen that they've had interaction. So you actually have a closer reach. And then she'd be like, thank you or a heart or whatever. And then one day I made the ask and I said, hey, we have a podcast. We help physical product owners. We'd love to have you on. And she's like, oh, amazing. You know, contact this person. So it was natural. And then I had the ask and I made it make sense for them as to why it would benefit them. So the more you follow your people, the people that would be creators or influencers that you would work with, you'll also get an understanding of who they're talking to. So you might be able to be really specific and say, you know, I, I loved the video you did last week on like getting your hair colored, like rainbow color. And how you say like, you try not to wash it a lot because it'll pull the color out. My dry shampoo would be amazing. Can I send you a sample? Can I send you one? You know, Mm -hmm. then it's a warm outreach, not a cold call. Sounds good. Okay. I'll get you something. I don't know if it's in the back end of the mastermind portal, but we'll get you a influencer. We have this workshop on influencers and how to follow them or, you know, how to cyber stalk them (laughs) and then make the ask. How will you kindly bother them? You're not bothering them. (laughs) This is the thing. They make their money off of you, right? Like they're not creating content for free or for fame. They're creating content to make money off of stuff that they're promoting. What was nuts is one of our other masterminders last year did her first trade show. I think she did Atlanta Market. And she was so shocked. So there were normal retailers that came in to buy wholesale from her. But then there were influencers there now shopping, like shopping wholesale, but not. So what would happen is an influencer, a creator, whatever you want to call them these days. I feel like an old lady where I'm like, what do they call themselves? You're old. <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Instagram, what do I have to do? <laughs> so, so these creators would come through with their phones. They would be live with their audience. And they walk up to her product and they're like, oh, we just discovered this really cool. Look at these. Do you all love these? Okay. Oh my gosh. You love them? Okay. I'm going to buy them. Who wants one? And she was like making live sales. And she had someone on the back end that was... So she's like, okay, I'm going to... Okay. We need 25. Okay. Now we need 50. And so then our masterminder was standing there and she's like, what is actually happening right now? And then she's <laughs> like, oh, you need 50 of these because you just sold them immediately on your Instagram live. Cool. And she wrote the order and she's like, I'll get them shipped to you whenever she's getting them shipped. I also saw this when I was in Milan and I was at the designer outlets. And what was interesting is I walked into the Stella McCartney store and there was a woman there and she was surrounded by sneakers and all the shelves of the sneakers were empty. I think she was from China, but her whole job was she was live in that store getting the sneakers and selling them live on her Instagram. And then the shop person was going to the back and getting the size eight, getting the size seven, getting them whatever. So she actually was creating this like live show from the outlets, pulling product off the shelves. People were claiming them. And obviously there's apps for that. And then they were buying it. So why I want to tell you this is that there are so many ways that people are selling product now. Like there's so many ways and we don't even know. And creators and influencers are making their money almost like creating their own QVC HSN channels solo. And then they're making their money through affiliate income. And so that's why also in MSM, there is a section where we talk about partnerships and affiliates. So you might want to go listen to that as well. And then I'll get you that training. They could be great partners for reach and they make money. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. So any follow-up questions on that? No. Okay. No, that's... I never really thought about that. But again, you know. And what's cool is that you're not the one having to do all the content. So then if they create content and part of your agreement could be user-generated content, you take the stuff that they post and then you share it. Especially in beauty and cosmetics, people need... They want to know, like, and trust. But when they know, like, trust, they that's why if you think about beauty and cosmetics, forever they had celebrities and supermodels. Right. Because you're like, oh, 
if Jennifer Aniston is using that, right? Or Giselle. <laughs> I know, if only I could get that. Yeah, I'll be seven feet tall and gorgeous, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, right. So influencers, creators, those kinds of people, they're, or just users are the new version of that. And we can access people. So even if it was me and I was a consumer of yours and I went on a story and I was like, oh my God, you know, da, 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 I did my hair and da, da, da. And I used that. You could message me and say, can I use that? Can I get that testimonial? And that's the stuff that actually more than the pretty pictures, what, what I'm seeing as a trend right now is user-generated content selling your products. So also keep I an like eye it. for that. I love yeah, it. Then you don't have to do any dancing on TikTok. If your audience is on TikTok, but you don't know what you're doing on the platform, you need to consider influencer marketing. The great news is you don't have to be a natural marketer to tap into influencer marketing. Selling is what they do, which means you spend less time trying to reach people and instead get your product into the hands of people who already have an audience and let them do the marketing for you. Yeah, Etsy has been pretty slow anyways. And I've thought about, I don't think I've sold one dry shampoo. And I think that because the people are older, (laughs) you know, like Facebook is an older crowd. It might also be because they're not looking for your product on that platform. It might not even be a natural search term. Now, on Google, if they type in dry shampoo... Sometimes Etsy will rank you. You know, you will be able to be discovered on a Google page because Etsy will kind of show up and show it there. But it's kind of what you said about the markets. It just might be that your ideal customer is not there searching for it. But where are they? They're searching for it on Amazon for sure. I think the the way I found out what my niche was, I have a young lady that helps me with all my social posts. And does all the graphics and and all that. And I like to do giveaways like twice a month. And it's just fun. And it's interesting to see who's interested in what. But from that, I was able to figure out that my niche was younger than I thought it was. It's like 25 to 44 women, you know, in the United States. So... And they're pretty much all on Instagram or TikTok. And and they're discovering um, it. So I just saw there's some sort of trend called the everything, show- everything shower. There was some trend recently on TikTok that was like the everything shower. And I read it and I was like, mm, this is just the way I shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my. I thought you meant wedding. <laughs> no, actually like taking shower, a shower. shower. And <sighs> it was, it's a trend going on TikTok. And it's like the kind of shower that you go do your hair mask. Like you do, you not only shampoo and condition, but you put the hair mask on, you wear the face mask, you do the loofah. It's almost, they, they called it like a spa day in your shower versus people who like go jump in and out for like a quick shower. It's like self, like a self-care ritual. And that was a trend. Now your dry shampoo is the opposite, right? Because it's like how to get a blowout to last longer, for example. But there are a lot of trends that happen. Oh, I've just posted, I just saw one the other day. The, The tired look is in. There was like someone on TikTok taking like a darker cream makeup thing and putting it under her eyes like bags. (laughs) And it was so funny because a woman recorded it and she's like, honey, I'm on trend. But she's like, I just look naturally tired all the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because it's a beautiful young face putting it on, you know, and you're like, ah, got bags and dark pickles. Yeah. So there's trends that happen on these platforms. So when you're saying the 25 to 44 year old, 100%, and I'd love for you to be connected to those trends or connected to people talking about beauty, hair, beauty, all that. And then that's going to hit your demographic, like you said. Etsy may not be the right place for you because it might just, it just might not be where they're searching for what you sell. Right. And I thought, it, you know, that TikTok shop just mm-hmm. came up and I thought, well, maybe I should just throw the dry shampoo and the refill on there and that's yeah. it and see what happens. And for the mastermind too, you we're know? bringing in two experts to talk about TikTok oh, okay. shops. So that's what's cool too. When we see trends and stuff, we try and bring in experts or coaches and especially our masterminders are like our number one, you know, because you work the closest mm-hmm. with me and I intimately know what your needs are. So I'm excited about that for you as well because yeah, it it works. And it's the same idea that I think affiliates 
through TikTok shop can use TikTok shop to talk about your stuff because that's how they're making their money. It's podcast recommendation time and I cannot get enough of this podcast. It is so good. I love it so much. And also I love podcasts that are focused on product-based businesses, which is why I'm a huge fan of Another Bite, a HubSpot podcast that breaks down the latest and greatest pitches from the show Shark Tank. In fact, you can actually hear us on the podcast. We were on season one, episode 25, and it was called The Risk of Influencer Marketing with Bala Bengals, The Mad Optimist, and Tentacle. Now, these episodes are so fun to listen to, and I think they're a really great deep dive into the mindset behind one, building a product-based business, and two, breaking down why the sharks may or may not invest in the product. I think it's just such great market research. Now, listen, each episode hosts John Dick, Dory Monroe, and Ariel Boswell offer their unique thoughts, critiques, and they even talk with some of the folks who pitch to the sharks and live to tell the tale. Now, the episodes are short and sweet, but they're jam-packed with ideas that you can contextualize and leverage for your own product-based business. And like I said, they're really fun to listen to. So tune in and join the conversation wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they wanna create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Okay. So we've kind of talked about some specific ways to be discovered by new people in an organic perspective. Mm -hmm. Do you want to switch over and talk about paid? Yeah. Okay. So we just recommended you to a company that we refer to our, we speak about really only with our masterminders because we can control, you know, the kinds of businesses we're referring to them. You've just signed with a Facebook ads or a meta advertising company, and they do a lot of amazing things. So I'm excited for you to try this because now what you're also going to be doing is paid marketing, paid acquisition. So you have organic acquisition of customers, and then you're going to have this paid acquisition of customers. So what would you like to chat about kind of as you're stepping into this? (laughs) I don't know. I think you were saying something about like expectations or... Yeah, I... I guess, is the true normal then 68% returns on whatever you spend on Google ads? And I can ask them this too. How long does it take, I guess, to ramp up? I've never worked with an advertising company before. So this is all new. I feel like I'm going back to school. It's scary when you first start because, and I, and I know I talked about this in one of our calls, when we first started running ads, we were spending $2,000 a month and I was tracking it like I was always on it. I mean, I was always like, you got to get off. <laughs> Stop <laughs> looking at the numbers. I was like, ah, we're losing, oh, we're gaining. Versus now we could spend $150,000 a month on ads and I don't even look at what the spend is because I know what the return is. So what's awesome about when you eventually get ads going, because there's a lot of data involved in the back end of running ads. And eventually you will have a, you'll have KPIs, which are key performance indicators. You'll have ways to know 
We run an ad. We know that we have three, four times ROAS, which is return on ad spend. So we know if we spend $1,000, we should get three to $4,000 back in sales, for example. And some ad returns are much higher. And when they're lower, they you're, a good ad agency will kind of turn off that ad or think, what do we have to do? We have to reposition this in some sort of way. So when you talk to them, were you talking about meta ads as well or just Google? So new. I definitely know it's Google, but I'm not sure about the meta. Okay. There's There was some... There was things that they will recommend we do that like put the alt text on the pictures and put more headings on each page that can be found. Okay. So that's from a Google perspective. We're going to start a blog. Okay. So that's Google linking to keywords. I do want you to talk to them about meta ads because they can do both. And Google doesn't have as high of a return as meta ads. So Google is kind of like for awareness, clickability. If someone types in dry shampoo, if you're not ranking in Google organically on the first page, the goal is that when they're typing in these words or they're looking up competitors' names, your uh, website goes high up on the search because we're paying for a paid spot there. Okay, so that's Google. I do want you to talk to them as you get your onboarding about meta ads because I have referred several of our masterminders to them and they have generated Mm -hmm. millions of dollars in sales for them using that. And I'm very excited. Very exciting. As long as you've got the product (laughs) on the back end, right? You can do the fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I do. (laughs) Ready to go. The other side of this is when you're selling on Amazon and you're selling on your website, the Google and Meta ads are going to drive traffic to your website. Okay? Correct. And yes, they did. And you'll have your opt-in where people opt in for a discount. And what we're treating that as is brand awareness and driving traffic to your website to convert. This particular ad company that I referred you to does not take a percentage of sales. And the reason I like that is one of our masterminders once was working with a company that kept telling them, do not sell on Amazon, do not sell on Amazon. And they were giving them that bad advice because the ad company was getting 10% of sales, but they were only going to ever make money off of their Shopify sales. So they weren't doing what was best for the brand. They were doing what was best for the ad company. And that's the opposite of what we want partners to do for us. So, because what they knew is, because what they're upset about, they're like, well, we're going to run ads on, let's see, Instagram but people are going to automatically go search and see if you're on Amazon. And so they're not going to click through and buy from your website. They're going to click on Amazon. And then, you know, the ad company wasn't going to make money. As a product boss, it's natural that as your business grows, you're going to want to outsource certain things. Marketing is often one of the first things people will outsource because let's be honest, you didn't get into this business because you love running ads, right? But as you're outsourcing, you must find partners that are going to do what's best for your business, not what benefits the ad agency most. We love hooking our masterminders up with proven businesses that consistently generate results. Now, of course, you're going to pay for the ad and you're going to pay for awareness and you might pay for, let's say they do go to Amazon and you pay the 15% that you pay back to Amazon. The whole goal though is to acquire customers. So you may not be as profitable on the first order, but the goal will then be that you've captured their information, whether you've captured an email address, a follower, or let's say they went over to Amazon because when they click the back end, like especially like through Meta, it starts to understand the customer. And so long-term, they can re-advertise that customer without you ever getting any data. This is the whole privacy rule thing. This is the whole thing why people were like, ah, we don't want to be advertised to. But for all of us as product people, as people who are selling stuff to consumers, it's very helpful to be able to retarget that customer again. If they clicked on your ad they're like, and they clicked and like, oh, it showed interest, then later on, we'll show them an ad again. And maybe at that point, they're going to click. So I just want you to right now you're going to be spending this money on customer acquisition and awareness. If we can capture email addresses, it's great because then you can do free marketing to them via email. And even Mm -hmm. if they go to Amazon to purchase from you, because it's more convenient, 
they're at least buying from you. And the goal then is that they use it, they love it, and they reorder. And the money starts to come in the reorders. Yeah, on Amazon, they just clicked. I guess I was selling well enough that they allowed me to do the subscribe and save. Perfect. So that's building. So that's good too. And so, so from an ads perspective, you're going to, as you start to onboard, and they're so great that they will give you feedback. And why I like about them is they're very holistic where they're looking at your website and they're saying, hey, you got to improve your website. This is why we don't necessarily recommend them to everyone or we won't go into a multi-stream machine and say, hey, call these people because there's more to it, right? You have the inventory and you have the ability to fulfill. Because if we start to get $30,000 worth of orders a month, we need someone that can fulfill it. We also need websites that can convert. So if you have a janky website, a website that's not built for a good user experience, it doesn't matter what kind of traffic they drive to your website. If the user then can't convert on the website, it's not a good platform that they land on. And I say that from a design perspective, not the back end. You're going to be wasting money. So the whole thing has to work together. And and like I told you, your website's great. Your photos are great. That's why we just need to turn on the like the eyeball machine. (laughs) Yeah. So my, we met today with my social media person so that we can all coordinate. Like she has a palette of colors that she's been working with on my Instagram. And so she'll get that over to them. But also just like if she posts, then they're, you know, we'll work at a, you know, keywords and long tail keywords and all this that she can use in the post. Amazing. Maybe help, yeah, yeah. help in campaigns. That. So it should be a lot of fun. She's really excited about it. Yeah. Too. So let's say you were running the campaign for dry shampoo, right? Which also is probably really helpful in the dead of winter. I remember like hat hair, you know, like your hair just gets extra greasy, greasy and yeah. flat when you wear a like a toque or a hat. So they can be doing advertising that's specific to that, but you sell a lot of other products. So depending on, they can test and try and let's say they're like, you know, we're really going to push your your other... Probably the next product would be my unscented lotion. Mm-hmm. People don't want scent in their lotion anymore. So I also don't like scent and deodorant. That's like a big thing that bothers <laughs> me. <laughs> you all, you're all getting to know my showers and my like habits here. You are not using the aluminum-based ones. No, I don't use any. I really usually don't use anything, but yes, no, I use natural. And then I don't like smells. I just don't perfume. Yes. And I use natural perfumes, but yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. And so that's a differentiator. So unscented hand and body lotion could be a huge other push where it's like, Oh, like I don't see that marketed a lot. And so there's a definite market for it, you know, differentiation, right? We've talked about this before, but it's such an important part of marketing your business. I'm not asking Dale to do anything different here, but when I hear her say that she's selling unscented lotions and they're selling well, I want to see that reflected on her website and in her marketing. It stands out as something unique while also being a trend that customers are looking out for. See where you can find these differentiators in your business. One thing that I want you to consider as you start to dip your toe into selling more is potentially, and you could do this on Amazon as well, is selling packs. So I know you sell the refill. So you could either sell it together, right? The dry shampoo plus refill, like almost as a bundle. Or sometimes people will order like a three pack. So it just comes a three pack of the dry shampoo. And you could even consider doing that on your website where I can just buy more of them at once on certain products, not all of them. Yeah, I had an issue with bottles last year about this time. I was using recyclable plastic kind of sifter bottles that you could lock. And then all of a sudden, it was going to be a year until I could get them. And I'm like, oh, crap, what do I do now? So I changed over to paperboard bottles, which were just like (laughs) so much more expensive. And they ended up by... You can't lock them, you can't reseal them, you can't travel with them, you know, very inconvenient. So unfortunately, I'm, or fortunately, I don't know, whatever. I was trying to be very green, you know, but the paperboard bottles just weren't working. So I'm going to have to switch back 
All right. Um, switching back over to the plastic bottles because they're easy to travel with. So that, I'm not sure how that marketing <laughs> is going to go, but at least I have them. Nobody knows. Nobody really knows about the Like when I look at your package right now, I don't know that it's in paper or plastic. So when I look at the photo, okay. that part is not of concern to me. Obviously, you can get negative reviews if they bought the paper and they've tra- traveled with it and it spilled everywhere. That's where you're going to get a negative review. So I'm glad that you're right. adjusting that. But what I'm just speaking about is raising your average cart value by selling certain things as buy one, two, or three and save. So I just want you to consider that as an option when you're starting to turn the ads on. Because what happens with ads is there's a cost. There's usually like a cost for purchase, which means how much money did you have to spend to get that purchase? Right now, we're running ads for something new. And my ads team is super on top of it. It's actually my ads team of one because she's amazing. And she messaged us and she's like, hey, the cost per purchase is really high right now. We're paying $150 to acquire one person that was buying a $37 product. So that is a massive loss for us. Now we were selling multi-stream machine on the back end. So it's a $2,000 product. So if that person converts, that's how we'll make it back. But if they don't, it's $150 to get that person in. Product's a little bit different. Product, it might cost you $25 to acquire someone for a purchase. So the best thing for you is that when we get them to check out, I don't want them leaving with one dry shampoo for $15. It's probably best for you to get when you're running the ads that the average cart value is like $50. And so you want to bring this up with the ads team too. But what we want is we don't want them to buy something for $15, but it costs you $25 to get that person because we're also not talking about cost of goods. So everything it costs you to make that. So you might lose money initially if we can't get the average order value high enough. When they're creating the advertisement and they run it through. So I got advertised too. There's this company called Maley's. And I was on Instagram and it was for like stretch mark cream. And it was all testimonials, all videos, all testimonials, before and afters. And I like have stretch marks from a baby. Again, more information for everybody. But, and I was like, huh, okay, let me try it. And I went and I clicked and then it gave me the option to buy one, two, or three. And it showed me like, you'd pay $45 for one. If I buy two, it's $40 each. And if I bought three, it was $35 each. So I just have, I just kind of saw the line crossed out of what the original amount was. I got discounted for each, but ultimately I spent like a hundred dollars that day on something (laughs) that was just served up to me in an ad that I used. It burnt my skin. And I didn't use it. (laughs) So look at your ingredients. Trust me, they're probably the worst thing ever. They're probably massively (laughs) cancer causing. So it's good. I didn't like it. But I want you to look at that site because what we want to do is when we're driving them to the product, I either want them to subscribe and save or can we get them to buy something more than the singular product to have a higher cart value? And so I have not. Turn that totally. on in Shopify. You're just getting like coached like right now on it. I, it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me do it. Let's stop. <laughs> Whether it's subscribe and save or it's just upsells to buy more of the same product, I feel like you're a little bit resistant to selling more than one dry shampoo. I am not, but I feel like I'm waiting to get over these paperboard bottles. Okay. <laughs> But the problem is, so I had the plastic bottles and then my husband actually said, well, you should do a refill bag. And then because I was like, oh, plastic, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then the refill bag came up and then I couldn't get the bottles because the paperboard bottles are, you, you, it's very hard to get the top off. Most people couldn't do it. I'm married to an engineer. He figured it out. And I'm like, we're going to have to make a video. <laughs> And then people still, you know, it, it's just way too cumbersome. Do you know the brand by Humankind? Mm. Okay. I want you to look them up too. Okay. They are, their brand says great personal care products don't have to come at Earth's expense. So they have like a mouthwash that's a tab that you drop into water instead of having mouthwash in a bottle, for example. They had deodorant that's like refillable. So it, it is, I think it is a plastic or some sort of version of recycled plastic external holder. 
And then you just buy the refills. They have dental floss with refills. So it's kind of sell, selling you that one external package piece with the refills. I want you to look at them too because they have a shower routine bundle for $46, a hair care bundle for $35, a dental routine bundle for $49, the best seller bundle for $66. So what that does is it allows for someone who's going to come over to Clean Beauty and also awareness because you're selling the refillable, you know, the refill pouch, which means we want to sell them the external packaging once, and then we want them to just refill on their own and keep buying the refill from you. They've done a really good job at marketing that, creating it, and then getting people to come back and buy. So I would even tell you when you are finding brands that you like or that are bigger than you to even make purchases and then buy something and say, like, are they emailing me? You know, like I bought this and then 12 days later, they sent me an email that was thanking me for it. And then 30 days later, they sent me an email and reminded me I needed to get a refill, for example. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at some brands that are bigger and you can kind of see what they're doing. And so let's say you don't want to sell the three pack right now, especially because you're concerned about ad, but they're selling bundles. And so another option is that when you run an ad... Because I think you also got some really good reviews for your shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. So when you guys, was it, I guess we talked about it in the mastermind about the bundles. Uh So I started working. I just put some of those bundles up and I was running, just playing with the weekend sales, like the flash sales, Mm -hmm. like the buy one, get one 50%. But then I created like a hair care bundle. I see it for $39. Pretty low. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I'll work How, on that. I just want to see what your shampoo and conditioner are by itself. $20. That's for the 16 ounce. So is it smaller? The ones that are in that bundle? Yes. Okay. Eight ounces, 12. Yeah. Okay. So they're kind of, when you sell those littler ones, they're they're more like gift sets or sample sets where people kind of buy mm-hmm. it, they try it, and if they like it, they come buy the bigger bottles. So great. Mm-hmm. So an option that you might do is talking to the ads team about not only like trying to drive traffic to the dry shampoo, but maybe it is the um, hair care bundle with the award, like the award winning. You can still use award winning because you're putting your award winning product into that bundle. But our hope okay. is that they trust you. They will buy the the shampoo conditioner and that. And then the next goal would be that they're buying either the next size up or refill refills for them. Okay. Anything else that I can help cover for you? today? Not the top, off the top of my head. No, (laughs) I have a lot to implement because of this mastermind. What was great about this advertising agency too, and these people that they're super down to earth, but they introduced me then to a lady who I don't really understand, but she sells to, she's a hospitality Mm. kind of person. And she sells to very high-end boutique hotels like Hannah Body Wash, Shampoo, that kind of thing. Amazing. So I'm actually talking to her too. Genius. So the one hotel, for example, there's a lot of... There's hotels that have... I don't know. I forget what they call it, but they have like an eco green footprint. Like there's something that they call themselves... The one hotel is one of them. They have several of them. They're expensive hotels. And even the key card to get in your room is actually a wooden chip. Like it's wood instead <laughs> of plastic. And, you know, there's all sorts of things about like the the products that are available. Some eco-friendly hotels would have you supply just giant bottles that they refill because they're trying to get rid of like the little disposable throwaways. And I know, for example, one of our older masterminders, not older, like age, but old, she's been, she was with us for a long time. She um, sold empty bottles that were refillable bottles. And and we've seen those in hotels, like boutique hotels. So I love this also as a niche for you because it, it opens up another arm that's a little bit partnership plus wholesale. I didn't know if she sold. We'll figure it out. I don't really know because you would think she would sell wholesale to them. She might so be I'm a brand sure. rep. So the traditional way with wholesale even now still, if you weren't using a platform like FAIR, there's reps. So that what why you would pay a rep, so you might be paying her commission if she ends up making the deal. Okay. So what happens is they get you in front of the right places. They pitch you, they share samples, they work the deal out. And then she talks to you and then like, let's say she's like, 
I got us a hotel. They have 50 different locations in America. You know, each one. And we're gonna, and what for you would be is it'd be like constant resupply, which is right. amazing. And then she might tell you before you ever do anything with her, she might be like, I have a 10% commission. I have a 15% commission, whatever it is. And then, but you're like, great, make me a million bucks. I'll gladly give you, you know, (laughs) right? 15%. In it to win it, man. (laughs) So, so yeah, so I think that's great. And that's what I love about when you start to connect. I mean, this is the goal in a mastermind is that you connect with other people in the group, right? The people who you're meeting with. But also when you're working with, I'll call myself the facilitator, right? The coach, the expert, the whatever. Mm -hmm. The goal is that they bring in experts or connections that fast track you versus you trying to figure it out all on your own. It's like, not only are you meeting people and your fellow masterminders might be like, hey, I've got a great person for copywriting. Here's their contact info. Or I use this app. Or we just had a discussion in the mastermind about someone who traded, who found a new person for shipping. And she was sharing with that and how she's able to ship pallets of her product out faster and for less money. And then the other side are connections of like, hey, you should meet this person. You should talk to this person. And then the connections they create. So it's what we would have if we were working in corporate or networking more. But that means we'd have to leave our houses. (laughs) (laughs) Go, Go do more stuff. So I'm really excited for you about that. So let me know how that goes as well. I will. I will. So yeah, the mastermind was one of the best things I've ever done for my business. Oh, wow. Well, the first was joining MSM. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this has been, I didn't, first mastermind too. So I didn't know what to expect. And the people in there, are just a fabulous group of people. So Good. I'm glad. Yeah, we, you know, we have an application process and we want to make sure that the people in there are the you know, they're go-getters, but they're go-givers. And that's such a big, important part and piece of when you're kind of creating a group, especially for people to thrive within, right? And I think I told you this on the first day, I was like, I don't know if it was you, but someone was like kind of intimidated and they felt like it was, it's that imposter syndrome. Like, should I actually be in this room? And we're like, absolutely. You know, Mm -hmm. so I hope you feel more in the room now because you contribute so much to the group. Yeah. And you're seeing success in your business. So it's just, I'm, super excited and glad and proud of you and all the things. I know. I'm already thinking, how am I going to keep in touch with these people? You just stay in the mastermind. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. <laughs> just keep going. All right, cool. So would you mind sharing with our listeners how they can shop from you? If you want to send people to Amazon, you can, and we can drop that link in, or we can just send them to your website and follow you on Instagram. Probably in my website, and it's Healthy Body Investment. No S. So healthybodyinvestment.com. And then Instagram is at healthybodyinvestment also. Amazing. And you're doing such a good job on there. Your photos are phenomenal. So if anyone wants to see like what a really good website looks like and a clear navigation, head to Dale's at healthybodyinvestment.com. I really got the jackpot with my social media person because it comes with her sister too, (laughs) who's a photographer. Oh yeah, that's definite (laughs) jackpot. And she actually did our family photos last summer. Oh, wow. So I've really lucked out. So good. And they're in Michigan. So I just drive my products over there. And you've got small products. You can, you know, pack them in the back and do it. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was awesome. I hope you got some amazing takeaways from this episode. I loved how Dale had started seeing results from these product awards, but she wasn't willing to stop there. We talked about affiliate programs, reaching out to influencers, and doubling down on a paid ad strategy that's going to get her tangible results. There are so many paths to profit, as well as paths to market, that it's up to you to decide which tactics are going to work best for you. So if this has been helpful to you in any way, would you mind following the show and sending it to someone out there that you think could benefit from the conversation that I just had with Dale? Make sure you're following the show. Leave a review if that works for you. And remember, my friends, action takers are money makers. So I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. 
Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.